0: And this is YFML.com the podcast. We talk to entrepreneurs, VCs, startup mentors from Y Combinator, 500 startups, and the hottest startups in Silicon Valley and around the world. Quick note, though, you're currently listening to the best moments of this episode. To listen to the whole interview, go to YFAMO.com slash podcast, or just search for the previous episode wherever you listen to this on. Enjoy.
1: I'm Sneha Lundia. Uh, I'm the founder and CEO of step to growth Uh, We work with early stage startups to help them build a strong marketing foundation. Mm, I've recently been honored as Women of Influence Silicon Valley by Silicon Valley Business Journal. Um, And as far as my background goes, I was a software engineer. Uh, I started my career working with Cisco Systems and then moved on to becoming a business analyst. Uh, and then a marketing strategist and finally today uh, a marketing entrepreneur mentoring early stage startups being part of great accelerators like founder institute uh, also VC firms like loyal vc uh, and i love helping startups especially when they're at an early stage so that's what i've been doing for the last few years
0: you're, you're that was an entrepreneur so i'm pretty sure that helped but uh yeah from Moving away to IT and going to entrepreneurship, did you get any of that?
1: Frankly, I am among those few lucky women uh, who have such supportive parents, uh, especially things that have changed, things that are changing in India, but then you'll still find a few segments where they might not be as supportive. Uh, so, yes, but I think my challenge was more with, with my friends, like the circle, especially passing out of my B-school The typical mentality is, so when I was looking for jobs, there were much more higher paying jobs. But my focus was more on being a business analyst at an IT service company, which was one of the lower paying jobs. And people didn't get that. Like people didn't understand that, you know, you can follow your passion. It's okay to earn less uh, and Follow your passion as opposed to getting a very high paying job and doing something which you're not very passionate about. That has been a struggle for me always uh, to expressing and letting people know and educating them that you know it's okay. Uh, just follow your dreams and you know follow your passion. So I felt that was my bigger struggle in terms of how people looked at me and you know judged me because uh, for me that wasn't important. I I do take risks, but I take calculated risks. You might be very passionate about an idea and you might want to, you know, start your own startup, but make sure there is a need for it because you don't want to let go of one opportunity at the cost of other and then not be able to do it and, you you know, really beat yourself up. So uh, I would really advise all young entrepreneurs that follow your passion, but be practical about it. Not all ideas will be a billion dollar idea. The other thing is you want to surround yourself with people who support you, yes. But you also want to surround yourself uh, with people who tell you the truth. So uh, maybe you need people who will tell you that this idea is not going to work out. Pivot it. Think about it in a different way. Because if you just have cheerleaders around you, again, that might not be the best thing for you.
0: Exactly. You know, I always say, but, you know, people say, um, it's not true and I get it as well, but I ask people to give me negative feedback because I don't want, you know, people tell me everything's okay because it's not. And even if it is, I want to see what can go wrong. Uh, yeah. So that would be it as well. And, um, you told me you have two exits. That's that's really cool. That's exciting. Uh, but how hard was it to pull them off? Like how involved were you?
1: In one of them, I was uh, pretty much involved. Like, uh, So there are these two companies. One of them is Spanugo, Spenu- well, which was acquired by IBM. They were into cybersecurity. Spanugo is a classic example where they already had a website and they had a lot of marketing initiatives but none of that worked and they needed me to kind of revamp it. But when I started working with them, the first thing they said was Sneha, look at these competitors of ours. They shared three of them and then they said all three have been acquired and that's where we want to be. So they knew what their exit strategy was and that's how they worked towards it. So that is one classic example of what was success for them. For them, it was getting acquired and that's their focus and their marketing did show that. So in spite of not having a, they were a small team and everything, but my job was to create a website and that overall positioning that it was a big enterprise with partners and things like that. So that when people come and look at their website, they feel it's a big company. That's one example. And then the second one, which happened very recently, uh, la- it happened last month, was uh, this company called Shoreline Systems, which got acquired by Persistent. I have been very lucky to be a part of Shoreline. I've been with them for about five years. Their strategy was different. And how it was different was, yes, they, they had an exit strategy in place, but their mode of revenue has always been partner-driven. Di- so they were very clear on their business model that they only want to get business through partners. And they did. Yes, there were a couple of other uh, ones or two customers they who they interacted with directly, but most of the business was through partners, and that helped them get acquired. So in both the cases, being focused on what you really want, and also focusing on uh, your end goal and what you as a founding team want to achieve i your exit strategy could be a, anything it could be getting acquired it would be get you know going public or it could be any form of partnership so just make sure you're focused on that uh, it takes a lot of effort but if you know your end goal you can you know work towards it
0: what's the mistake the you know most common mistake you see in that uh, early stage startups make?
1: I think uh, a few of the mistakes which most startups I've seen make are one not being focused so uh, say for example you a startup has a pitch event uh, has a pitch with an investor today and the investor asks them to make some tweaks they immediately start focusing on those tweaks as opposed to talking to a few more and seeing where the trend is and then you spend so much of time so you Everyone has a different opinion and everyone is right in terms of their opinion. You have to figure out what your mission and goal is and what do you want to get out of any meeting. So being more focused and intention driven as opposed to just doing things because everyone else is doing. And the second biggest mistake which most startups make is they really have not validated their mark. It does not mean that if you have thousand beta customers, your product is validated. Until and unless... You have paying customers your product is not validated people might want to use a free product who does not want to try out a free thing but the important thing is they have to pay for it
0: a lot of them are founded by technical people maybe they don't know marketing so do you think the the lack of marketing is one of those problems as well
1: you're right about people being technical founders and not having that background marketing for some reason tends to fall on the back burner and people actually are very confused, I feel. People feel that marketing is about promotion, but promotion is the last thing in marketing. It's more about figuring out what you want to, how and what do you want to communicate about your product or service. That is the first step. And until you nail that, you aren't going to get any investors, neither are you going to get any customers. So that is the basis of marketing as opposed to promotion, which is like advertisements and things like that, that falls way, way, way back.
0: At what point uh, following up, uh, you know, a fifth time becomes spam and, uh, you know, uh, how much of that uh, do people need to do?
1: So probably after a set of five messages, you just stop, uh, especially on LinkedIn. With emails, it's different. If after five, they've not unsubscribed to you, uh, then you can put them in your newsletter and send them like once a month newsletter because they might still be interested in listening to you and they have that option of unsubscribe. Uh, I would say five would be a good number to stop at when it's LinkedIn. Uh, but if you send the first message being more intentional your effort is going to be better Uh, one thing which which is uh, a myth is the more the better that's not the case like if you have more connections it's not going to help you but if you have that one connection who can get you connected to 100 people that will help you so being more intentional would really help with all of this
0: a lot of startups want to grow very fast and that's you know Sometimes that's a good thing to do. So you you own the market, right? What's the kind of the secret sauce to controlled growth?
1: There is no one secret sauce which will work for everyone. And just because something worked for another startup, it might not work for you. For example, uh, try running two, three campaigns. One on LinkedIn, one on email, and maybe one using some paid ads and look at results of each one of these and try it on a smaller group see which one is going to yield the best results for you and then start focusing on that initially. Uh, burn that channel, exhaust that channel before you move on to the other. Why I say this is because as at an early stage, you do not have those resources to go after everything and you don't want to exhaust it by not being focused and just trying to do everything at the same time. The other thing to be careful about is... Uh, make sure that your infrastructure is ready so for example uh, if you have 100 customers today and then because of one of your promotional activities you suddenly get 10000 customers do you have the infrastructure to support those 10000 customers because otherwise all of your effort is going to be wasted
0: what's your plan to uh, you know conquer the world or you know uh, at least have a good impact
1: so my plan is to grow step to growth uh, at a stage where This company is self-sustaining and then my focus is going to be help eliminate poverty. I'm close to India, so I'm going to start there uh, and then move on to doing that for the rest of the world. Two things are really close to my heart. Uh, One is poverty and the other is education. Uh, There are like, I know India very well and the education system really needs to be changed there. So I want to start there in terms of, world domination and hopefully then become like a global non-profit
0: Thanks for listening and I'll see you in the next episode